Hello, hello, my lead generators, and welcome to Lead Generation Nation, the internet's only dedicated lead generation show. My name is Johnny Rose, and with me today is Deepak Shukla, the cold email king himself. In this episode, Deepak's going to be taking us through using cold email for B2B lead generation. He'll be describing cold email mistakes that you should not be making, and he'll be describing his favorite cold email tools to use for successful campaigns. But before we get started, a word from our sponsor, Win at LinkedIn. Win at LinkedIn.com is a B2B lead generation agency that promises clients up to 120 introductions to interested buyers within 45 days. Whether you are a single freelancer, a small startup, or a large multinational enterprise, Win at LinkedIn.com will fill your pipeline with leads to keep you and your sales team busy in a good way. Hello, Deepak, and welcome to Lead Generation Nation, the cold email king himself. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. I don't know about the king suffix, but um, it's good to meet you, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be here, dude. Well, thank you. So I think for our audience, what would be really helpful is to explain to our audience who you are and why we should be listening to you about cold email today. Yeah, sure. So my name is Deepak Shukla. I run an agency called Pearl Lemon. You could Google me. You could Google the agency. Uh, if you Googled me, you'll probably find my TEDx talk that will come up, me doing star jumps. Um, I, I won't say no more. Just look for the TED talk. You'll find that. Um, and then my agency, Pearl Lemon, uh, we, I've been running that for for, for two years. Um, and you'll also notice when you Google that, we've got 250 plus reviews and case studies of various kinds, which literally litter the, the internet if you were to search Pearl Lemon case study. And I hope that you listen and, and, and believe the things that I tell you when it comes to cold email because really simply I, I started my, my agency from a bedroom in my mum's house and I didn't have any money and the cheapest way and the quickest way that I found that could scale from the things that I was exploring was cold email and that was how I got into it and the why I got into it was because I wanted to leave my mum's house so that was highly motivating me. So that's who I am and I hope that that's enough of a reason to listen to me. Absolutely. And for the benefit of our listeners, can you explain what is cold email exactly and why is it so effective for B2B lead generation? Sure. Cold email is the process of emailing somebody that you don't know. Someone who has a professional footprint online typically with the intent to engage in some kind of commercial transaction that revolves around offering them, of course, a service. Cold email should not be confused with spam. Spam is different. Spam is what the process of cold email, which is very, very effective for B2B lead generation, opens itself up to, much in the same way that the, the, the Bible or the Quran or name your holy book can be used and abused. Cold email has been very badly used because it's such an effective tool to get in front of decision makers via their inbox. Despite any fad or any platform, whether it's TikTok today, Snapchat just before it, name your social media platform or otherwise, the inbox is still the most effective way to generate actually income if you can penetrate your potential targets. So that's what cold email is. That's why it's so effective because it just will never go away and, and, and it should not be confused with spam. When did you discover the effectiveness of cold email for B2B lead generation? When did it first hit you that this is a strategy which has legs and should be my primary way of generating B2B leads? 
I discovered it when a friend who um, I now work with called Umesh told me about this dude called Alex Berman and that I should have a look at what cold email is. At that time, I then thought I should hire a freelancer. So I hired a freelancer, wasn't entirely pleased with the result. I then hired an agency who I paid 5x what I paid the freelancer, was slightly happier with the result. In combination of those two, plus reading in parallel, I figured out a lot of the holes in what the freelancer plus the agency were doing and, and was able to, with the help of Alex Berman and some others, ultimately you know, reverse engineer parts of the process and then was happy enough to go on a, a really journey of experimentation. So that was you know, just post probably April 2017, maybe March 2017, that I really began aggressively exploring how to use cold email. And, and that entailed making many of the mistakes that, 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 that people would confuse with spam. I did spam people, I did try, I had G Suite accounts shut down, I got mail merges wrong, and a lot of the things that you'll no doubt go on to ask me about. But when I began to generate leads from it, and I discovered people like you know yourself, Johnny Rose at Lead Generation Nation, or otherwise, and say, interesting, or okay, let's have a call, then I discovered that, wow, you know, my cost of acquisition here was close to zero. I need to double down on this. So you've touched on one of the reasons why uh, you know cold email is such a good strategy. You talk about the, the cost of acquisition is close to zero, not quite zero, but close to zero. When we have these conversations with guests on Lead Generation Nation, I'm always trying to ask them, why is your tactical strategy better than another one, which is equally as popular? So I guess my challenge to you is, why would you say cold email is better or has higher success rates than, say, blogging, a content marketing strategy, or Facebook ads, that's very popular right now. If someone were to come to you and say, these are three strategies before me to generate B2B leads, why would you favor cold email over blogging or Facebook ads, for example? That's a great question. I think that one of the things that un un underneath that question is really interesting is, is that this is a great question that every business owner in their mind is making. You should never just consider yourself as being compared like for like. You're the money that they'll spend for me on cold email is not only being compared to another cold email service, it's being compared to other actual platforms. You know, what do I get for my couple of thousand quid or my 500 quid DPAT versus me spending that in Facebook ads? So a couple of things. Um, you have much less algorithmic fluctuations with cold email than you do on platforms such as Facebook, CPCs so can show up during Christmas time when retailers start pouring money, you know, into the platform. You can't compete with Primark. You can't compete with Hugo Boss. Your ad spend is going to just quadruple. That's the first thing. That is also true of the other ad platforms that they can change over time. The other element of it is that there are many more steps involved for you to actually get a response from any person on the other side of it. For someone to respond to a Facebook ad, they need to click on your Facebook ad, they need to go to your landing page, they need to add to car, or they need to click to call. There's a couple of steps. Email is still the simplest way to respond. Email is still extremely simple to respond. And, and of course, you know what, what belies all of that, there's the algorithms, there's the simplicity. You can scale cold email. Cold email for B2C is not a good route. But if you're selling high ticket services, if you're selling you know, SEO or you're selling cold email as a service, then it's great to start generating conversations with decision makers 
And of course, it's the only way that you can directly target an individual. You, you can't target an individual that precisely, with the exception probably of LinkedIn, outside of cold email. Those are all really good reasons. Um, you did touch upon how your first, your your early foray into B two B, you know, using cold email for B two B lead generation, wasn't always successful. It would be good to know what were some of the early mistakes you've made so that listeners can avoid them when trying to do a cold email campaign. What are some things listeners should watch out for or think about? Um, so number one, I initially. It came from wanting to target design agencies and sell them digital marketing services around SEO. So I would BCC basically 50 different people and then just send them the same email. So so, so, so don't do that. That was the first thing. Um, the second thing was that I would attach these screenshots and images in my email, the first email that I'd send out, um, a couple of them. Don't do that. Not only because some inbox filters will pick it up and prevent the image from ever being received but also you know there's issues of sizing page load there's all of these other variations that come into play that's the third thing the fourth thing was that i did a lot of those things from my own email account i i was using my own email account so it's it's, it's a little bit like you know canvassing your business from your garden where you live you know in in peckham hackney brixton and Ultimately, you know, that means at some point the postman's just going to avoid your house because he's going to think, well, these buggers keep using, you know, this tannoy. And that means that you'll begin suffering issues within your business that don't even relate to what you're promoting. So then I began to discover issues of people not receiving my own emails that were, you know, friends or people that I just emailed for the first time that weren't part of a cold email sequence. Um, so, so, so they're all the dumb things that I did do that led me even to finding you know a freelancer to begin with because i thought i don't know what i don't know and it turned out that that, that I, I i knew hardly anything at all so, so so all of those things are there let's let's go to the, the the positives now the successes those are all your kind of goofy missteps when you first started what is your biggest success with cold email what's something that someone listening could potentially realize or replicate one day what's what's been your greatest reply rate or open rate or just a really impressive campaign you've been pleased with um recently one of our clients and that they're, they're a supplier to events management organizations they're going to meet ascot to talk about their 2009 budget for all of their races that came as a consequence of of cold email um another campaign recently for a, a corporate fitness what individual he is now going to see GoDaddy to talk to them about their corporate wellness programs. Then we've got our own agency that we run emails for, of course. Um, we're, we're regularly booking, booking meetings in. In terms of statistics and, and interesting things that perhaps um, are, are really, really, really useful, I think that the, the, some of the best campaigns that we've run where we've got, you know, 10% reply rates where we're sending out to 100 people, not 10% reply rates, 10% booking rates, but we'll send 100 emails and we'll get 10 bookings from it. Um, they have been when we've written some incredibly short emails. So, hi, Frank, I can help your dental practice book in more patients. Let's talk. Hi, Frank, would you like more patients in your dental practice today? No other, no other message in there, just a question mark. No signature, no nothing. The natural 
inclination that you have towards that message if you receive it is well obviously yes so generating email copy where the answer is just inevitably going to be a yes is something that I'm beginning to see is working extremely well so that is generating like really interesting like positive uh, way more yeses than we ever used to get so so it's, it's a combination of those things so, so so certainly you know 10 bookings from 100 emails where people actually get on the call wasn't something that we were doing before. We were generating leads in excess of that, but people turning up for calls, that was something new. And these shorter, punchier emails seem to work where you just make the answer. So obviously a yes that people can either say, well, 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 yes, of course I want leads. So that's pretty interesting what you said there. Um, about, so that's really interesting about brevity being a big part of a successful or a high response rate and the high you know, meeting booking rate and those me meetings going well. What are there any particular industries or verticals that are best served by cold email? You said earlier that it doesn't really favor B2C. Let's leave that to one side. Just talking about B2B. Are there, is it, is it industry agnostic? Does cold email basically work across many B2B industries and, and verticals or does it favor service providers over products? Good question. Um, so in my experience, you can generate higher responses from digital natives, but digital natives are also savvier with comparisons. So they will compare your service as against several others. And there'll also be potentially some element of either cost cutting involved or negotiation. So one of the definite things that I would say it really, a lot of it depends. This has been one of my own personal learnings that we, we focused on a digital native space. And that's been great for acquiring volume. But the typical millennial who runs a business, you know, isn't going to pay perhaps three to four thousand dollars per month on cold email campaigns. As I've transitioned to bigger companies that, you know, have headcounts of 50 plus, they are harder to actually get on the phone. But they will then happily lock in retainers at three or four thousand dollars a month because of their time, their resources. And, you know, therefore the level of sophistication they have of implementing it internally. So there are some nuances that relate to the mindset of the person that you're contacting. So if they're a millennial or younger, then there are going to probably be higher response rates. But then there's going to be a lot more negotiation. If they're bigger businesses, then you will have to do your best to bite your tongue and wait it out. Because a lot of you will get excited and go for this smaller business, which is something that I've done. Right. And, and now I'm learning that it's better to wait it out because one contract is four thousand dollars a month every month with, you know, no negotiation, with less involvement, with less cross checking, with a client Googling something that they've read about cold email and then questioning your strategies comes with, you know, a lot less problems and actually better ROI. With cold email, you started to talk about one of the mistakes you made was sending from your own email address. And as I understand it with cold email, that there, there are a lot of good or helpful softwares out there. Um, some have their strengths, some have their weaknesses. Typically, when doing a mass cold email campaign to a large database of people, what are some of the softwares you will use? What are some of your trade secrets in your stack that you might use or favor if you're trying to do a cold, a cold email campaign for a new client, for example? Who do you turn to in the software world? Absolutely. Good question. So I've tried... Um, I've tried auto close i've tried lemlist i've tried focus i've tried mailshake i've tried find that lead do something now gemalius do something now i've tried them both um i've tried yesware i've tried um there's a couple others probably that i forget i always come back to mailshake 
I always come back to Mailshake. It's simple. It seems to work well. I seem to, for whatever reason, get better deliverability in it. I, I do like, um, put it this way, maybe here's, here's a better way to, 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 to address that question. You can be tool agnostic. Find a tool that you enjoy using and then run with it. People go into music and they make millions from bedroom software. And people also go into music and make millions from million pound mixing desks. You need to be in a space that you love and you need to be in a place that you enjoy. A great parallel of this is why Buffer became so much more successful as compared to, at that time, their only competitor, Hootsuite. Because Hootsuite had way more powerful features, but Hootsuite was ugly. And the process of using it got in the way of the execution. So that is why I do like Mailshake, because there's a lot less bells and whistles than a lot of these other platforms. And that has kept me coming back to it. And then in terms of any tactics that, you know, relate to um, anything within those platforms, um, a lot of people, you know, I, I, I don't, for example, often now click through. So a couple of things. G Suite have a habit of um, going into the sandbox, just like websites do within the first one or two weeks. So it's better to send emails within the, your own domain to warm it up. That's the first thing. The, the second thing is that you should turn off sometimes, you know, replies and turn, sorry, turn off clicks and turn off opens and just keep open replies because it does crush the durability. And, and also the unsubscribe option or rather any, the unsubscribe option does count as kind of a, a pixel or a form of tracking. So you could add that maybe even to the second email if you wanted to. So there's a couple of things that you could do there to, to adjust your strategy and things to be mindful of that. If your email is going into spam in the first week, it doesn't mean that it's gone into the sandbox, but some accounts or new domains, fresh domains, get automatically blacklisted sometimes, and you have to wait for them to come out of the sandbox. For someone listening to this now, Deepak, and who's really convinced that cold emails where they need to focus their strategy or their tactic in 2019, what is an immediate action they can do tomorrow if they wanted to just go down this path of using cold email for B2B lead generation? What should they do First, in your opinion, that's very broad because it could be look at software. It could be get better at writing before you even touch the email. What's, what's something they can do tomorrow to start this journey in earnest to doing better cold email? Set a negative incentive. So post something on your Facebook or to your friend saying, if I don't take an action that's tangible, I need to send you 100 quid. I have done that with a lot of success with things that I avoid. I recommend you just create an incentive that punishes you on the basis of an action. I mean, that's brilliant. That's smart thinking right there. So my man, I guess we're coming towards the end of our time here on Lead Generation Nation. So my final question for you is where can people find out more about Deepak Shukla and Pearl Lemon? Where can they contact you? Where are the best places to learn more about you, what you do and how they can learn from you? Absolutely. Uh, guys, just Google me, right? DeepakShukla.com, PearlLemon.com. I do have my own training about how I built my agency via cold email. You can find that at deepakshukla.com and you'll find a link across the top menu bar to cold email and all of the details are there. For the listeners and viewers at home, if there's anything about this episode which has got you thinking, please reach out and email me at johnny at leadgeneration.chat or at 98ROSJON on Twitter, 98ROSJON. But get in contact or, or leave a comment so that we can learn more about what you're thinking. And if you want to be on the show, if you think you've got a B2B tactic, do get in touch. Otherwise, we'll see you again on Lead Generation Nation.
This episode of Lead Generation Nation was brought to you by The Pod Farm. If you want to create a podcast that creates demand for your product or service, go to thepodfarm.com. Let the audio professionals and podcast files there grow your podcast from idea to finished product. All you have to do is send them the raw audio and they'll take care of the rest and send you back a polished podcast ready to broadcast that drives qualified leads to your business, thepodfarm.com. Thank you.